welcome everyone to another episode of the Breaking Stones podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wolf, and it is Father's Day 2021. So happy Father's Day to everyone out there. And I thought it'd be a perfect time to, uh, to have a special episode and discuss supply chain logistics as uh, if anyone ordered Father's Day presents for um, <laughs> that they expected to be there today, or even maybe tomorrow or yesterday, uh, there's a good chance they're delayed. And um, that's just how it is right now. And being on our side of the business, it's very frustrating. And uh, we have a lot of conversations about it. We're looking at a different, um, a lot of different options. But what used to be something so simple, and Amazon's the the best one to call to mind, right? Two day shipping, and um, and now we're seeing, uh, although that's probably closer to normal, um, a lot more things are sold out. And, uh, and a lot of things are taking longer than that. So um, my wife's birthday is next week. And um, I went out today to uh, to some local stores and, and picked up a few things because pretty much everything I ordered will not be here in time, um, whether it's four weeks or three weeks. I think one of the bright notes is uh, companies are getting better at communicating this. Um, but the supply chain issues that are out there are very real. So for all the fathers out there, who uh, who said their whose kid said their uh, their gift got lost in the mail or is delayed or was ordered? Um, give them the benefit of the doubt this time. There's <laughs> a good chance that it was, and um, and that's what we're facing. And you know, it's going to be the topic of conversation today is some of the logistics and supply chain. I know we touched on it before, but instead of getting better right now, it seems to be getting worse. And one of the things that uh, that caught my eye in recent news was Home Depot, and um, probably the perfect company to bring up on Father's Day, right? How many Father's Day presents come from Home Depot or Lowe's, whether it's uh, some simple tools, maybe something a little more complex, but, um, you know, those companies that bring in their uh, their inventory from overseas. And if you look at just about anything that comes in now, it's uh, it's probably made in China, but there's only so much. There's only so much that can come over. There's only so many containers, so many ships. And uh, so it was Home Depot that um, was the one that shocked me uh, when they announced that they will have their own container ship. And um, I don't know if uh, if anyone really understands how big of a deal that is. But, you know, when, when you import material, you usually get a container or a couple containers and it's put on a cargo ship and it makes its way over with countless other um, containers from other companies that are being hauled across for Home Depot to get their own container ship uh, means that they will send it overseas, fill it up with stuff only for them and bring it back to the U.S. and uh, and distribute it that way, which is that's a lot. You've seen these container ships. If you haven't seen these con- container ships, check them out. Um, you know, it, it's likely to be a uh, a long, a short-term solution, not a long-term solution. Who knows? Maybe it'll work out better for them, and they'll they'll go with it. But I don't think anybody, uh, certainly in the retail space, ever dreams of getting into the cargo uh, container shipping logistics. I mean, some of these may have, um, you know, maybe eight, eight hundred or nine hundred containers uh, on them. So imagine that being filled solely for Home Depot, and. Part of it is the shortage in containers. Part of it is, um, you know, I, I think we all uh, remember what happened in the Suez Canal and that ship getting stuck. It seems to be the perfect storm of things, but uh, it has an impact. And, 
you know, when you look at a supply chain in itself, right, when there's a breakdown in that chain, um, it disrupts and it doesn't just disrupt the immediate or the near term, you know, what's going on that day. It's going to disrupt in the future because you don't get that time back. And anyone that's planning on that, and we've had a lot of these conversations uh, here at Delgado Stone, we, we don't import much. Most of what we do is is local. Our majority of our stone, 95% of our stone comes from within 150 miles um, of our facility. But that has its own challenges too. Going back to the importing side, uh, while there's a certain level of transparency, if you're on the side of maybe the project owner or uh, the company that's waiting for the material on the job site and you're being told, okay, it'll, it'll be here this time. And you start to prepare for that. And then you're told, oh, sorry, it's, it's delayed. And, uh, you know, we'll get you an update as soon as we can. And then it's three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. Um, and then it gets to the point where the answer becomes, you know what, we're not sure. And that's the scariest one. Right. And, and, um, one of the things that I'm struggling with, uh, and we're, we're, starting to catch up to it at Delgado Stone. But one of the things I've struggled with is uh, communicating accurate lead times, right? Because it used to be call up the quarry, get the material, bring in three, four loads of material, uh, raw material, you know, 100 tons, whatever you want to call it, go through it, break it down. And some of the quarries are still good at it, but there are others that um, they can't get a truck or a truck breaks down or they're having trouble with drivers because the opportunity for drivers right now is incredible. Uh, there's never been such a demand, right? The trucks exist. Uh, there's a lot of places that have trucks parked. They can't get the CDL drivers. So now we're saying, okay, well, when are we going to get it? When are we going to get it? And um, they're saying, oh, I'm trying to get it to you. It's on the truck. It'll be this week. It'll be this week. So using that information to then tell our customer, you know, we know how long uh, for it to come in, for us to break it down, for us to put it out and um, and get it to them. But we're relying on that information. And then our customer, the authorized dealer, is then relying on that information uh, to pass on to their customer who is planning that that crew on the job site, that time on the job site. And that's really the, the challenge and um, where I think it feels more of the letdown on our side. And I know we're not the only ones uh, from conversations I've had with some, uh, some of the C-suite people at some of our uh, competitors when we have conversations um, this obviously comes up and you know one of the things that's been said is it it doesn't feel good right now it feels like we're letting everyone down sure we're selling more material that's not that, that's wonderful but um, you know it's more than that when it comes to our customers and our dealers but there's uh, you know no one can have inventory on the ground we get calls um, often well what do you have on the ground there are literally uh, three pallets of uh, three half pallets um, of some material, uh, all strip pattern that were cut extra from from an order that um, from two orders that we've had that went out. Uh, there are um, the price increases. I mean, pallet the the price of pallets have gone up uh, in some cases over a hundred percent, and then they're also harder to get. And we're starting to see lumber come back to reality, which is kind of nice. Uh, but that's not going to, you know, then people are going to rush out to buy it. They're going to get it as quickly as they can before the prices go back up or with the concern the prices go back up. And that'll create that shortage again. Now you also have to have the freight to get it in there. So the, when, when we talk about supply chain, we're talking about everything from, from it being ordered, the raw material, getting to the facility, getting broken down. And then not only that, once it's here, it has to go back out. 
and that's part of the supply chain, the logistics side of things. Uh, things we package our six foot corners. They're in uh, our six foot corner crates or milk crates. Used to be we call up, we'd get those in three, four days. Now it's closer to two weeks, right? And um, you know, being as involved as we are on the logistics side and the supply chain side, and and being aware of this, we we didn't run out, but we got to the day where we went through, we opened the last pallet of them and maybe there were 10 left and then a new load came in, which is very rare. We usually have enough. Pallets we're buying a lot of because we don't know uh, when is that gonna dry up? Will that dry up again? Will the price go up again? Hopefully it comes back down, but I don't think a lot of companies are gonna say, hey, there's a price decrease. Um, but uh, so when it comes to supply chain and seeing the, the ports backed up, um, you know, it has a chain reaction and uh, material when it's not imported or there's a struggle to get it imported, people look domestically, which is great, right? Being on the domestic side, we're proud to be an American company. Um, like I said, our, for the most part, everything is sourced within 150 miles outside of our outside of our thin stack line, which is the only thing we import. Um, you know, but but then there's parts, right? There's parts that we order uh, that come from uh, Germany or Israel or Italy, and uh, and all those take time now. And of course, the increase in price. So you're looking at everything that gets that gets backed up. And we saw it, I think, earlier uh, earlier than most because in the building materials industry, we didn't have that slowdown. And um, so we were cutting all year. We cut all last year, and then you know we're we're getting material out. Then uh, this year we're getting inventory orders out to our customers uh, early in the year before the quote unquote season starts. And, um, and so we didn't feel it as bad during that, that winter time. Uh, but for the companies that shut down their supply chain or their operations, um, you know, restarting a supply chain is not easy and uh, cutting something off and bringing something in and you're managing cash flow, you're managing people, you're managing uh, in the COVID area, um, what rules and regulations are going to change. I think for the most part, companies are doing the best they can, right? I know we meet about it regularly. Uh, we have calls with software companies. We have calls with uh, with shipping companies. We have calls with our suppliers. They have calls with us. Uh, everything we can. And um, where the, the disconnect is, um, or maybe the disappointment comes in, is uh, when we say it's going to be there at a certain time or we're expecting to get the material and we're saying, okay, when it comes in, we're going to get it broken down and cut. And now it's you guys uh, to keep you going on that job. But then the material doesn't come in and they're saying, well, what's going on? You said we'd have it then. And for us to say, well, yeah, we were told we'd have the rum. So it's just passing the buck, passing the buck. And, and it's not something we'd like to do, but it is incredibly important because we're in June, right? For, for those of us that, uh, that have our financial reporting on an annual basis on an annual calendar. Um, we're going to hit the midway point of the year for the companies that, uh, the, that have the holiday, the retail side, the, the holiday rush, the Christmas rush, um, maybe even back to school, uh, back to colleges, back to high school, all of these supply chains will be impacted and it could create some frustration as we get later in the year. Uh, what might some might consider the happiest time of the year, right? The holiday season. Uh, 
for a lot of retail companies is stressful. It's going to be more stressful and it's going to be more expensive. Um, and there's going to be frustration, I think, uh, the likes of which we haven't seen. Um, because getting an inventory will be a challenge. Keeping things on time will be a challenge. And then, you know, depending upon where you are, uh, weather, weather will be a challenge. So we'll be in the Northeast and the weather can impact supply chain. As we look at um, bringing a little bit closer to home, right in the stone world, <clears throat> there is uh, there's only so much that a facility can produce in a day, and and you know you talk about scaling businesses and growing businesses and communicating with customers and um, creating products and uh, <laughs> meeting expectations. And as a company that has grown on service, right, and I can only speak for Delgado Stone here. Um, I can share some of the conversations I've had with other companies, but speaking for myself and for from my experience, you know, growing that way and building our business that way, it, it becomes harder and harder to um, to hear when we let our customers down and making and we're trying to come up with new ways to communicate in in a more accurate real time. Um, and it's not an easy thing to do, right? Uh, a lot of us uh, who who battled. Uh, through COVID, we stayed open, right? And we were one of the fortunate ones because we do have companies, competitors of ours that closed down during this. So, um, so their demand has to come to someone else, right? Us or another company. And as we go through it, right? Logistics was never really an issue for us. Uh, some of the quarries have their own trucks or we would use our freight, um, a third-party company that would uh, that brings the bulk material to us, the raw material to us, uh, but things change, right? And then, um, so now it's a little bit harder to get material in, and uh, and then once the material comes in, um, we process it. If there's mechanical issues, we have to deal with that, and um, you know we're trying to carry more inventory of maintenance uh, maintenance parts and be prepared that way. And then uh, the logistics going out, <clears throat> and this is where, this is where we start to really see the first sign of it on our side was, it used to be no problem to get a truck, and it you know the cost would vary right call it eight hundred nine hundred a thousand dollars to ship something to uh, from our facility to Maryland let's say um, just outside Washington D.C. and we usually get it for nine hundred dollars and then all of a sudden we saw it was twelve hundred I'm like okay well. It's a little bit higher now put yourself in the customer's shoes right in, in our customer in the authorized dealer's shoes we're, we're not making money on logistics we pass that cost on it's a necessary evil of our business so um we have to ship it it's not a light product right so you're taking a full truckload of material sending it down there maybe it's 24 tons well if you add 300 dollars right to that uh, you can look at the price increase there and and you're looking at a, a cost per ton and now what do you do if you're the retailer? Do you pass that on to your customer um, because that happened? Or do you eat it? And if so, how many times can you eat it? And then, you know, are you looking for material closer to home at that point because you don't want to deal with the the changing in logistics? And, um, you know, for us, we, we try and keep our rates consistent, uh, but it's not always possible. Right, it's not always um, it's not always something that that can be done, and um, you know we continue to 
look for these options. That's where the TMS, TMS is. <laughs> I'm getting more into the technical side and the software and stuff we're looking at. But, you know, even getting something to Massachusetts from our location, uh, there was a, a customer that we've been trying to get material to them, trying Typically, it costs $700 to get them a truckload of stone. Um, we ended up going with Uber Freight, and it was, I think, like $1,400 or $1,485. So we're looking at 100%. It increased 100%. How much can a retailer eat that? And how much can that be passed on to the customer? And again, we're, we're charging what it is. Um, now, we're eating it when the raw material comes in because we've had price increases that we have to deal with. There's, it truly is a supply chain and there is a chain reaction that is going on. And, um, you know, the customers of ours that are out on the West Coast, they use container shipping. Sometimes it's a struggle for them to, to get containers. So um, while it, we used to notify them when the order was ready and they would set it up, now we're getting to the point where it's, okay, look, we're going to have your order ready on this date. Now we only commit to that once the material is here and we can actually do that. And if something changes, it gives us time for them to make that adjustment. Um, you know, we have a small amount of local trucking here that's available but i mean even getting stuff as as close as new york and moving material that way there's only so much that can be done um because no one is really prepared for this and and looking at things what do you do on on the business side you can grow right you can you can adjust and ha and add more people or add more trucks if you're lucky enough to get a truck right because that's not even available right now but let's just say you're lucky enough to get a truck well what happens when you know, this isn't going to last forever, right? This this pace, what happens when that slows down and maybe your truck isn't busy? Do you try and sell it? But then everyone else is also trying to sell it. So there's just so much going on. And, um, but the, you know, the bigger concerns, and this came from a conversation with um, with one of our customers and salesperson said, we, we really tried to move this project away from something imported because we couldn't give them a, a timeline. And, was supposed to be here in March, then it was April, and they said, if we're lucky, maybe we'll have it in July or August. And that is the new reality for now. And um, it's up to people whether they want to react to it and get upset and get frustrated or plan accordingly. And what we've found and what we're working towards and credit our, our sales team um, and, again, at other companies as well, I know that some of them are adapting, uh, communication with the customer and setting a realistic expectation and saying, here's what, it, here's when we can get it to you. Uh, it's our, I'm a competitive person for me to build in like a cushion or, or additional lead time. No, we want to hit that, that timeline. We want to keep that job going. And just like everyone else, we don't, we don't make money right on our end until we ship something until that material goes out and then we get paid and that's how it works. So for us to sit on material or have material, um, or holding up a, a shipment because there's a, a small portion of it, uh, that becomes frustrating. So, you know, everyone's feeling that frustration. And, uh, and I don't know if it's gonna slow down anytime soon. I don't know if it's gonna change anytime soon. I think the best thing we can do is all adapt. And uh, I put it in a blog post recently, the quicker we adapt, the more successful we'll be. Um, was a quote from John Van Beesbrook, who was a New York Ranger goalie. New York Rangers, Florida Panthers, I think maybe the Devils at one point. And that's a quote that stuck with me. I heard that when I was in high school. And 
that's really what's going on here is how do we make these adjustments? How do we make the adjustments in communication? How do we make the adjustments in lead time and cash flow in uh, customer expectations? Um, you know, we get calls from homeowners, even though we're not working uh, directly with them, but like, look, we really wanted to have this done by, uh, you know, by Memorial Day or by 4th of July, we have family coming in and we're doing everything we can to get that done. Because again, that's how companies make money, right? Orders come in, we create something. Back in the days when it might have been in stock, we would just ship it out. But now it's at the point where we, you create it and you get it out. And that's how you continue to go. Um, I think advancements in technology are, are making a big difference. And um, But it, t it takes time. And you look at uh, look at everything that's going on at companies. We're, we're trying everything we can to keep up with orders. So how much time are we investing in? Um, in technology or the R&D side right now. And uh, so, you know, everyone working together is certainly helpful. I think everyone, for the most part, is doing the, the best they can. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, when a company like Home Depot uh, is struggling with supply chain and logistics, when um, when these massive companies can't can't get it, look at the smaller companies, they're obviously going to struggle with it as well. And that's, you know, it trickles down, it's going to hit everyone, it is hit everyone, there isn't an impact to it. And, you know, if you're on, if you're the homeowner, if you're the, if you're on that side, or the developer, or the builder, would, you know, the end user of the products, we'll call it, um, the best advice I can give to you is plan in advance. And I'm not talking like a month in advance anymore, or six weeks, you know, give yourselves three months. And, and don't wait to put the order in, um, you know, and that's where the communication and making sure things are, are lined up. If you've never taken deposits before for jobs, you might have to do that to secure it. Look, we're going to order the material. We need a deposit. And then it's on, then it's on them if they don't want to put that deposit down. And so we all have to make these adjustments and prepare. And, um, I think there was one customer that, uh, the order, I believe, came in in May. Maybe it was end of April, but early May. Uh, it's a job out in the Midwest. And uh, they put the order in and like, we don't need the first load until August. And we were like, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> right? We're like, what do we what do we do? So, you know, we've been building that order and, and preparing. And when the time comes in August, we're going to have that material ready to go for them. And that job is going to move. And um, you know, it allows for planning and execution. It doesn't always work like that. And the other thing that I that I see, um, probably the more frustrating side is trying to order the exact amount of material. The cost of, of coming up short on something, and, and we're going to talk about stone, right? The cost of coming up short on stone veneer um, it is typically expensive. Now, Put the increase in shape, the increase in time. Imagine you're having your project, you're so close to being done, and you come up a little bit short, and now you have to reorder material that is, you know isn't in inventory. It's not on the ground. So now there's a delay. And does that hold up another part of the job? And then does, you know, if you're a homeowner, does that contractor mason builder have to leave and go to another job to wait for this? Then you're sitting there with an unfinished uh, project to no fault of anyone other than whoever said, you know, order the exact amount. I, I'm, I'm really uh, amazed that that continues to happen. We're just going to say, you know, order, order a little bit extra. This is a time to order a little bit extra and, uh, and be prepared. And chances are, uh, 
if you're the builder or mason or contractor, you're going to use it on the next project or you'll be able to work it in a later project. But, um, you know, they're not getting paid typically until until they get the project complete. So, you know, planning and executing, communicating, um, understanding that this is this is very real in not just our industry, in a lot of industries. And, um, and the only way to, to combat it is working together and communicating and again, planning and executing. And, um, you know, it's starting to feel like we're adjusting uh, after, you know, three months. Um, but again, things change so quickly. Um, you know, we all just do the best we can and, and go that way. So um, tying it back to, uh, to anyone who got their dad, the lawnmower or uh the drill or some sort of power tool or maybe even a belt or something uh i know you know i ordered this uh this charger that uh that i read about and i was so excited and like you know finally get a notification it'll ship in four weeks we're out and it's like okay great um you know so print out a picture or say love you dad you'll get this soon or uh, maybe in time for christmas so um, <laughs> maybe start planning your christmas presents now and uh, finding good hiding spots there. But uh, good to be back on the air. Excited to have some guests coming up in the near future. And uh, and we'll keep going with the Breaking Stone podcast. So happy Father's Day to everyone out there and, uh, and enjoy. Thanks for joining us.